you will find when you read if you know what you need. If you know what you need, you will find the answers when you read. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one place to be in 2020. It is incredible to have you back for another weekly workshop. And these workshops that we're taking on together every single Friday or whenever you're listening, wherever you are in the world right now, whether you're walking your dog, whether you're cooking, whether you're commuting, I love seeing where you post. Make sure you tag me in an Instagram story and let me know where in the world you're listening from. I love seeing you post all the incredible things you're doing. Some of you are listening with your cats, your dogs, your kids. Uh, it's, it's absolutely awesome. So thank you so much for being a part of this community. Now, this is a really important one and one that I really, really want to take with you because there was one year in my life where I literally read 365 books in one year, right? Literally 365 books in one year. I read a book a day. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But I'll explain how I read a book a day. I, I want to tell you that the reasoning behind it, the truth behind it, how it actually worked as well. And I, I get so many questions for so many of you like, Jay, how do you read so many books? How do you get through them? I don't I don't read a book a day anymore. Uh, this was something that I did a couple of years back. Now I probably get through about a book a week, uh, a book every two weeks sometimes as well, because I've been just diving deeper into a few areas that I've been wanting to research and study. Plus, I just wrote my own book. So that was was uh, a big time investment and a big time commitment. But a lot of people at that time were asking me like, what's your strategy? Like, how do you even sleep? And I'm going to share with you all the answers to that in this podcast. And, and I want to start by saying this because I know the new year is a time when you want to learn more, you want to read more. And how many of you have a stack of books that's taller than you, right? Ready to uh, uh, read for this year. And it's stuff that you really want to read this year, this month, this week, and maybe even today, but that list just keeps growing. And then everyone shares their top 50 list and their top 25 list. And you're thinking, wow, like, how am I ever going to get through this list? And you're thinking to yourself, I've got less time and this week than I had last week. And maybe you're thinking, I don't even know where to start. Now, if, if you're thinking any of those things, this is the right podcast for you. And of course, I highly recommend audiobooks for those of you that like listening. And I can't tell you how to read audiobooks faster because uh, you obviously turn up the speed. But when, you, when you're actually reading, if you're someone who still likes to pick up a physical book or a Kindle or an iPad, I'm, I'm one of those physical book people. I still like to buy real books. Uh, whenever I'm traveling in an airport, I'll pick up a ton of books. My, my hand luggage is full of books. I'm constantly buying books wherever I am and I'm reading them on flights and journeys. And, and I find that reading is a super important habit. It's one of the best ways to get centered, to find a new tool to play with, to experiment with a new idea. And I found it really fulfilling in my life and really useful and insightful as well. And I want to share with you some of the most successful people in the world and what they do with books. So Warren Buffett says that he spends five to six hours a day reading five newspapers, right? That's a lot. Bill Gates reads about 50 books a year. His list is fantastic. It's one that I look at as well, and mainly business, health, engineering, and diseases. Mark Zuckerberg says that he reads books to learn and educate himself about different cultures and backgrounds. Oprah calls reading her personal path to freedom, and we know her famous book club. 
And Mark Cuban says that he reads to learn about new industries. Now, this one is going to shed light on how old you are. But if you remember the Britannica Encyclopedia, I remember this. My parents had it for me on CD. Elon Musk said that he read that by the time he was nine in total. And this is my favorite one. Phil Knight, the CEO of Nike, or Nike as you say in the States, if you've read Shoe Dog, amazing. If you haven't, make sure you read that as well. Said that he kept his library so sacred that when people entered it, they had to take their shoes off and bow down. And that's actually a big part of spiritual culture. That's a big part of monk life as well. We would never wear shoes in the same place. There were books of wisdom because it was considered such a, such a rare feat to have those books of wisdom in the same room as well. So Phil Knight's kind of thinking like a monk. There's three types of people. Some people set goals only to give up on them when things get difficult. Others don't set goals at all, thinking if I don't set any goals, I can't fail at them. Yet there are still others who not only set goals and resolutions, but manage to meet them time and time again. How do they do it? Are they superhuman? No, they're regular people, just like you and me. They've just discovered something. Resolutions don't work. Not on their own anyway. Resolutions require action, but without intentionally doing the work to shift your mindset, you would find yourself failing and falling back into old patterns of thought and behavior when things get tough. Let me say that again. Without intentionally doing the work to shift your mindset, you'll find yourself falling back into old patterns of thought and behavior but I can show you how to break that cycle for good. There are five intentions that are make or break for achieving your goals and being able to set resolutions with confidence. Awake, attention, attitude, attraction, and accountability. But how do you start? How do you practice these intentions in a way that creates lasting change? I'd love to show you. Join me for a free online workshop on the five intentions for a purpose-filled year. In this workshop, I'll be teaching you exactly how you can put these five intentions to work in your life to help you confidently set and achieve your goals. First, I'll show you how waking up early is the key to a purpose-filled life and how to set up healthy nighttime routines. Second, we'll go over how multitasking is actually hurting, not helping your productivity. And how putting your attention on one thing at a time actually helps you do more than you think. Third, I'll break down three things we need to remove from our attitudes in order to grow. Fourth, I'll teach you how to use the concept of attraction to enhance who we already are instead of worrying about who you aren't. And finally, you learn how important accountability and a supportive community are to growth. I would absolutely love to have you join me. You can sign up right now by visiting jshetty.me forward slash purpose. I'll send you an invitation to join and watch the workshop right then. Let me just repeat that for you. jshetty.me forward slash purpose. Let's make 2020 your best year yet. Now, there's, there's plenty of good reasons why you should read, but you really need to know your own. And that's my number one lesson. You need to know why you're going to read a book. Don't just read a book because your friends are telling you it's a good book. Don't just read a book because you're like, oh, I've been told it's important. You need to have your own reading. Ask yourself, is it because you want to be entertained and have an escape? 
Is it because you want to learn new information to grow in your career? Is it because you want to find new ideas about how to improve your life? The closer you get to having clarity on your vision for why you're reading a book, the more likely you're going to be a successful reader. It's like with anything else in life. If you don't know why you're doing it, if you don't know what benefits it's going to give you, if you don't know where you're going to apply it, you're not going to be successful at it. So for me, I like to read books about behavioral science. I like to read books about the mind. I like to read books about personal growth and self-development because to me, that's the most important thing. If I'm always growing myself, that will naturally impact my business. It will impact my relationships. It will impact my happiness. And so to me, books that help you think, books that help you craft the right mindset, books that help you with your thoughts are the most powerful books to read because we spend all of our time in our heads, we spend all of our time in our thoughts. And so if we don't know how to think, if we don't know how to process, then we really struggle. So for me, that's the most important type of book. And it's really important that we figure out why we want to read, right? And and that's a good place to start. So hopefully I've given you an option of how to start as well. Now, before we go into how I read a book a day or how I read a book a day for 365 days, I want to talk to you about the biggest mistakes we make as readers, because this is actually half the battle. We make so many mistakes when we're reading that really lets us down. One of the biggest mistakes we make is that we think books need to be read cover to cover, whether they're 200 pages or whether they're 400 pages or whether they're 600 pages, we think they need to be read cover to cover. But this isn't always the case. It's not always the truth. The interesting thing is that not all books are written that way, right? And and one of my favorite analogies in this regard is like, it's kind of like saying when you go shopping for your groceries, that you need to walk through every aisle just to find the things you need, right? You don't do that. If you go to the grocery store, you don't go through aisle one, then aisle two, then aisle three, then aisle four, and then aisle five, and then aisle six and seven, and all the way to aisle 30 to find the four things you went for, which was like bread, butter, and I don't know, something else, right? Like you don't do that. You go to aisle three, you know what you're getting there. You go to aisle seven, then maybe you go to aisle 13 and then you go to the checkout. And a lot of books and especially getting into books, I I believe in reading in that way makes it far more powerful. So, so many of us don't read that. We read like we're in a grocery store in a shopping aisle, as opposed to reading, like we're like, actually, do you know what I read need right now? I really just need some motivation. Let me read the chapter on motivation. Actually, you know what I need right now? I need to reduce negativity in my life. Let me just read the chapter on negativity. Actually, you know what? What I really need in my life right now is I really need... Uh, let me think one of the chapters in my book uh, that's coming out. I really, really need to uh, understand my purpose, right? Let me let me focus on reading about that right now. Because now that you have a natural intuition and instinct about something, you're in, you're focused because you're like, this is what I want, right? You don't just go to the grocery store to go, oh yeah, let's see what we find today. And if you read a book like that, it's also the same experience. You're like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to find anything. But if you know what you're looking for and you know which aisle to go to, just like you know which chapter to go to, you find it straight away. And that's what I find with nonfiction books. This doesn't work with a fiction book, of course, but it does work with nonfiction books. And this is what I'm talking about today. You can find what you need much quicker and make it much more useful than going through every single page. Following your purpose and creating a life of service is hard enough. Having debt makes it so much more difficult. 
Today, I want to share a company that can truly help you. If you're carrying a revolving debt, that means you're not paying off your card every month and could be paying thousands in interest every year that you don't have to. Lending Club simplifies this area of life and is a great place to work with. Since 2007, Lending Club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed rate personal loans. With Lending Club, you can consolidate your debt and or pay off credit cards with one fixed monthly payment, which makes things so much easier. No trips to a bank, no high interest rate credit cards, none of that. Just go to LendingClub.com, tell them about yourself and how much you want to borrow, pick the terms that are right for you, and if you're approved, your loan is automatically deposited into your bank account in as little as a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer -peer lending platform with over 35 billion in loans issued. If you own a car or a home, you know trying to find the best and reasonably priced insurance is a process that takes forever. Unfortunately, we need to have insurance. If you don't have coverage at this moment, take this as your sign to get some now. Stop overpaying for the insurance you have and get a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have with help from Gabby. Gabby makes it so much easier by giving you clear, simple comparisons of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account and in about two minutes, you will be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. I had one of my friends who felt he was paying too much check out Gabby and he got coverage at a reasonable price and most importantly, without the headache. Gabby is free to use, they'll never sell your info and their customers save $825 per year on average. Take two minutes right now to start saving on your card and homeowner's insurance. Go to gabby.com forward slash J and for a limited time, if they can't find you savings on your insurance, you'll get a $10 Amazon gift card. That's Gabby, G-A-B-I dot com forward slash J. Gabby dot com forward slash J. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. The second biggest mistake is that we make during reading is that we think it's all about willpower instead of love power. If you're dragging yourself through a book and trying to get through to the last page and every page is a struggle and every page, when you turn it over, it feels heavier than the last one and the words seem to get smaller and smaller every single time and your eyes get more tired and more tired every single time, it means you're relying on willpower. You're not quite making it through with love power. So this is the issue. We think that it's a willpower issue. My take is it's a love power issue. The power of love is far greater than the power of will. Just, just write that down for me. This is the first time I've ever said that. Uh, I need to check it out. Um, the power of love is far greater than the power of will, right? Love power is much stronger than willpower. And we drag ourselves through a book because you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I've been told this is really good. How many times have you ever watched a movie or a TV show and you've been told by your friends that it's really good, so you try and drag yourself through it and you're just dragging yourself through it because they're sitting right next to you and you're hoping they're not going to see you being dragged right through it. But then you realize, wow, that was just, you know, oh my God, that, was, that wasn't a great TV show or a great movie. And we do the same with books. And, and really, we should be relying on love power. If there's something you really love, something that you're excited to learn, something that you're energized when you hear about, speak about it or read about it, that's where you want to throw your energy. That's where you want to give your focus. Don't just read a book because someone told you to. Don't just read a book because it was number one 
on the New York Times bestseller list. That's not the only reason to read it. Read a book because you're passionate about that subject. And sometimes we don't know. But if you're passionate about a person, you might be passionate about their book. If you've liked someone's uh, podcast or content or videos, then you'll like their book. If you've liked someone's TED Talk, you'll like their book. If you've saw an interview with someone and you like them, you'd like their book. You can get passionate about the person before you get passionate about the book. Another big mistake we make about books is that we buy a book based on its cover. We don't read the inside flaps. We don't read uh, the testimonials. We don't, you know, you don't just take a look at the first page and check it out. Like you're just right reading it based on something very superficial about it. So that's another mistake we make. So now that we've covered three mistake, you know, I'm now going to show you and share with you how I developed a practice of reading a book a day uh, for one whole year. And it's not quite teaching you a new technique that's going to take you a year to learn before you even start reading or something that you need to practice. What I'm going to share with you, you can start actually applying right today. So you don't need to like learn a new language or learn a new process or your brain doesn't need to build an algorithm or you don't need to download a chip or any of that kind of stuff. You're actually going to read more and read faster using these simple and practical tips that anyone can do. You're not learning speed reading. I'm not trying to get you to learn a new process here. So listen carefully. The first thing I do before I start reading a book, is I find the TED Talk or a presentation about the book. I find the YouTube video that's going to tell me about that person's big idea. What I'm trying to do here is grasp the concept of the book as quick as possible. It allows me to understand the essential principles, the underlying thought behind the book from the author without having to invest a week or a month or however long it takes to actually finish a book you may or may not like. So if you already like someone and you purchase their book, you know you're going to like it. But if you picked up a book and you don't really know it, so for example, Dan O'Reilly, when I built, picked up his book, Predictably Irrational, the, the first thing before I picked up the book is I watched his talk and I loved his talk because I didn't know who he was and then I loved his book. So it's easy when you've been following someone online for a long time, but when it's someone who's new in your life, it's good to do that. It's good to check them out and it's good to take a look at their profile. It's good to take a look at their videos. It's good to understand what they talk about and how they communicate because chances are, if you like them on a podcast or an interview, you'll like their book. So it's a great indicator for you and it saves you time and energy because if you dive into that book and you don't get anything out of it, then you're going to be feeling like you've wasted more time. Whereas watching a talk or an interview for 15 minutes is a much easier way to start. So being able to watch that TED Talk, watch that YouTube video, allows you to figure out whether you even feel that the person and the topic is compelling, whether you feel attracted to that subject, or whether you feel you understood it from the talk and might not even need to read the book. That's rare. I actually believe that the amount of energy people put into a book is so much higher than what they put into a talk, and so you will get more value. But basically my point is, that talk should let you know whether that book is worth reading for you. It should inspire you want to go there and order it straight away, right? That's what it should urge you to do. And if that person or that, that story doesn't do that, then, then that's cool. cool, move on. But just save yourself time and, and the money of ordering the book. And that's the thing. You don't lose anything. You just watched a 15 minute talk and learn loads of new stuff. So I'm going to talk you through a book that I read uh, about a couple of years ago now, and it's called The Organized Mind. And uh, this can be any book. I'm just using this as an example because it has, you know, some thoughts in it that I really want to share with you. So the first thing I do when I get a book after I've watched the YouTube video or TED talk, I highlight the sections that I really find interesting. 
Most books today, self-development books, personal growth books, are all split up into parts, right? So part one, part two, part three, or you've got chapters. And I dive straight into this like shopping aisles. I'm going to the grocery store. I know I need to buy bread. I'm not going to go into the aisle for milk today because I don't need milk today. So I'm going to dive into it. So whether that's uh, trying to reduce my negativity, whether it's trying to improve gratitude, whether it's trying to uh, become more service oriented, you know, whatever it is that I'm really searching for in my life, that's what I'm going to go to, whether it's overcoming my fears, whether it's dealing with my ego, those are the things that I'm going to highlight which parts I want to focus on. And so what I do is I highlight these sections in that book and the ones that stick out to me straight away. It's almost like, like I said, the grocery store, but it's also like going through a menu at a restaurant and saying, I really like the sound of that. I'd love to taste it. I really like the sound of that. That's what I want to learn about. And actually that, I don't, I don't think I'm, I kind of need that right now. And that requires you to be really conscious of what you're willing to gain from the book. This is a really important thing for you to think about that when you're reading a book, you've got to be conscious of what you need in your life, right? You will find when you read, if you know what you need. If you know what you need, you will find the answers when you read. That's that's the line. That's 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 what I want you to recognize. How can I be more productive? Where did I waste time today? I'm sure if you're a business owner, this is something you ask yourself daily. Growing a business is hard, especially when you're wasting hours moving data from emails to spreadsheets. Luckily, Zapier can help with this. Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles work for you. So you can focus on the things that matter the most. This means no more wasting your time on tasks that you know could be automated because that's exactly what Zapier was built to do. Zapier lets you instantly engage with leads, send them to a CRM or spreadsheet, then notify your team so they can act fast on every opportunity. Zapier supports more than 1,500 business applications, so the possibilities are virtually endless. What my team likes best is that it's easy to build the exact solution you need in minutes without writing code or asking a developer for help. This is simply a no-brainer. Don't waste time this year and choose Zapier. Right now, through the end of the month, try Zapier free by going to our special link, zapier.com forward slash j. That's Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com forward slash J for your free 14-day trial. Zapier.com forward slash J. Okay, so I love high-quality food, and this sponsor is special to me because they're helping put an end to food going to waste. I couldn't believe it, but over $218 billion of food goes to waste in this country every year, including 20 billion pounds of produce. That's what Imperfect Foods is here to change, and I'm in full support. Imperfect Foods is the only food delivery service that buys the perfectly healthy and great-tasting foods grocery stores won't sell and delivers them to you at a discount so you can save money and help reduce food waste. An imperfect food can be anything from a carrot with two stems, a misshaped apple, short piece of pasta, or oversized strawberry. They source directly from farmers committed to quality and delivers delicious, imperfect groceries to you for up to 30% less than grocery stores. None of us are perfect, so why should we expect our foods to be? Imperfect Foods' flexible plans let you pick healthy, seasonal produce alongside grocery staples. So you can totally customize what you want, and I always get the organic box, which I simply love. It's so simple, it also makes you feel good about helping support a great cause. Knowing the food that is on my plate didn't go to waste is rewarding. 
Start saving time, saving money, and saving waste right now. When you go to imperfectfoods.com forward slash jshetty, now through February 16th, you'll get $10 off your next four orders. That's a total of $40 off. Just go to imperfectfoods.com forward slash jshetty to get $10 of your next four orders. imperfectfoods.com forward slash jshetty and enter jshetty at checkout. If you know what you need, you will find the answers when you read, right? But you have to know what you need at that time in your life. And you do that just by asking yourself a question right now. What emotion, experience, skill, ability do I need to develop right now? That's the question you have to ask yourself. What emotion, what ability, what skill do I need right now in order to move forward? And remember, it's not just like, oh, I need to apply for an interview. I need to practice interview questions. That's part of it. But it may be I like, I need to build up confidence, right? I actually need to understand my purpose. I need to understand my passions. It can be a deeper subject matter. So keep digging to that deep root. So in part two of this book, I highlighted organizing our social world because I was super interested in about how humans connect. And so I've circled that. And I'm basically what I'm doing is just making a selection before I even dive into the book. So this is before I've read the introduction. This is before I've read the first page because it's setting me up to read with a plan. And when I read with a plan, if plan A doesn't work, I have plan B. So I want you to highlight each section that is relevant to you at that time. Obviously, don't highlight every chapter. And I always recommend reading chapter one because the author has put so much energy into that chapter. You definitely don't want to miss it. But after that, make sure you're highlighting the spaces that you're really going to dive into. And I recommend highlighting, you know, in in a book or if there's 10 chapters in a book, you want to start with three, right? Because you may start reading one chapter and it may not work. So you switch to the second one. Now, you might be thinking, do I start from the introductions? Now, some introductions actually teach you how to read the book or how to get the most value out of the book. And it is important. And if an author has done that, that's incredible. Make sure you read that introduction, right? Apart from that, you can start each chapter and then make your way through. So so let's do this. Now that you've circled the chapters of interest, you can dive straight into them. And as you get into them, I'm going to give you a few quick tips on how you can make that process faster and more useful. Now, if you're somebody who loves audiobooks, there's really cool apps that actually speed up how quick you can hear. You already know that. But now if you're a reader like me, there's a way of doing that too. When you're reading, as simple as it sounds, it works. You can use your finger as a guide. The more you speed up your finger, times one, times two, times three, just like those apps, the quicker you'll be able to read. It's the same thing as audiobook apps are using right now. You listen at speed one and then move to speed two and move to speed three. You're simply using your finger as the ability to start reading faster and it actually works. And I do that all the time. I will just move my finger and glide my finger across the page. I know it sounds super simple, but it really, really does work. We have this fixation on reading every word, finishing every book and finishing every page. The reality is most of us never actually achieve that. The tips I'm giving you are going to help you read a book within two hours or a day and help you decide whether you want to read the book cover to cover. Now, imagine if you spent a month or two months reading a book and afterwards you felt, well, what did I gain from that? What did I learn from that, if anything? But what if you read in two hours and then had the opportunity to decide to read the whole thing? I guarantee you when you do it this way, you'll be able to read books that you really, really value and you'll be able to retain more information and understand the big concepts. 
Another way to speed up the reading process is to read the first three lines and the last three lines of a paragraph that you think you might be interested in. If you're not sure when you do that, you'll be able to quickly contextualize whether that paragraph has insights that you really want to know, top and bottom. Authors place a lot of emphasis in starting and ending paragraphs with key information. You'll be able to grab it and decide if you want to read the rest. The interesting thing is when we read, even though it feels like we're flowing across the words, it's not true. Our eyes are actually doing a stop-start motion. And when our eyes stop, we're able to grab information. And when they start, we move to the next. So that loses a bit of time. Now, when you're trying to look at the most important words, you're probably able to grasp 90% of the meaning, which is looking at 30% of the words. It also stops your eyes from having to constantly do a stop-start motion, trying to make it flow, when actually you're jumping to the most important words in the sentence, right? If you think about it, we read paragraphs as a whole even if you've ever read one of those paragraphs with lots of spelling mistakes in it you read words as a whole you don't read each letter similarly in a paragraph you don't read each word so reading like this actually works now not all these tools are going to work for you straight away some of the more simple ones you can put into practice right away i also make sure that after a chapter i write down what i call the 3s formula i write down a story that really inspired me or moved me I write down a statistic that I thought blew my mind. And the third thing I do is make a note of something that I want to share with someone else. That's a great way of getting more out of a book. The 3S formula, a story, a statistic, and something to share. And I really believe that when you read something cool, tell someone about it. You'll remember it and are more likely to apply it in your own life. And the fourth S, I'm actually going to add a fourth S for you, is start. Choose something to start doing, a habit, a practice, an idea, a thought, a practice, start, 4S formula right there. Now, if you're not inspired by a book, drop it. Finishing a book is nowhere near as important as actually learning from it and gaining from it. Our success metrics for reading book is how many we finished versus how much we've actually learned. So when I look at all the books that I've read, The ones that stand out are the ones that I learned the most from, not just necessarily finished. So try out whichever of these tips work for you. Make sure you start off by watching the TED Talk, watching that YouTube video to grab the essence of the book. The second thing you want to do is highlight the key chapters and areas that you really want to dive into. Remember, it's just like going shopping or looking at a menu. You don't need to go through every aisle. You don't need to order every dish on the menu, right? You know what that ends up like. So you don't want to be there. Remember, you can grab as much information as you need just from the first three lines and the last three lines of every paragraph to decipher whether it's relevant to what you're reading for. And remember, when you're reading, if something's not inspiring you, it's not motivating you, you're not learning from it, don't drag yourself through it. Find the book, find the next book, sorry, and get working. You know, for a long time, I actually thought I hated reading because we read so many fiction books at school and we only read fiction books. And I remember reading things like Goosebumps and Harry Potter originally. And I just couldn't get into fiction books, even though I love fiction movies. I don't know what it was, but I just never have been able to. And I remember my father then started buying me biographies and autobiographies. And I remember reading The Rock's autobiography. And I remember reading David Beckham's autobiography. And I remember reading all these autobiographies and falling in love with them because I loved hearing about people who went from nothing to something. And I loved hearing about people who went through challenges and real life issues. And so really focus on 
finding learning that works for you. Everyone learns differently. Some of you will learn through movement. Some of you will learn through classes and workshops. Some of you through audiobooks. But but do realize that there is value in reading. There is so much value in reading that can make all the difference. Thank you so much to tune in for today. It means so much to me that you come back every single week. I hope you're enjoying these new weekly workshops we're doing. I'm absolutely loving what we're doing in this space. I'm so excited to be sharing all this incredible work with you. Thank you so, so, so much for being a part of this community and keep living your life on purpose. 